of Eden. And you're listening to the Metal and High Heels podcast. You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey, everybody. This is Kiki. I'm here with... Yeah. Welcome to the Metal and High Heels podcast, episode 7. Thank you for joining us. As always, you can find our show notes with links and comments to everything we mentioned during the show at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast. Now let's get into the show, lean back, and as always, enjoy. Yeah, and uh, as you could hear already, Exit Eden... um, said their greetings for us today. Uh, that's something we recorded at uh, Back in Open Air. And before we recorded that greeting, we had a very interesting interview with them. And they told us about a couple of things, um, about how the band started, about how the album was made. And we even talked about, or they (laughs) talked about uh, the review that I wrote about the album. But that's something we're going to talk about next on the next episode of the Middle and High Heels podcast, because today we have other special things, right, Pia? Yes, but one thing I have to mention is that um, even though you wrote a very honest review, they talked to us. Yeah, they still talk to us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but today we want to talk about uh, something we already sneak peeked a little bit. Um, and that's our interview with Sella Darling, which Kiki did. And our interview with Anneke about her new project. I can't pronounce it. Fewer, I think. Fewer, yes. <laughs> yes, which I had at Tuska Festival. Yeah, so many festivals this, well, two. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, right, let's let's start talking about Cellar Darling. Uh, Pia, did you listen to the to the album yet? Uh, no, to be honest, I didn't listen to the album. But that's because um, I'm I wasn't a fan of Eluvetia, mm-hmm. and uh, for me, Anna Murphy still is um, the female singer and whatever else she played from Eluvetia, even though she is not in the band anymore. And so until now, I didn't really had the right mood to listen to it and um, to free my mind from this pagan style. Prejudice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, well, then let me tell you that um, this is the sound. That's the name of the of the Solar Darling al- album. It's actually very, very different from, from Elevate. Well, not very different because... You know, as you as you just said, you know, it's uh, of course Anna's voice and it's her hurdy gurdy. So you do um, make like the connection in your head, but the music is actually quite different. It's a very different style. Um, it's very progressive, and I really really liked it. I love the album, and that's why I was very very excited to talk about um, the album with Merlin. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing ever happened. And um, yeah, you're going to listen to that on the interview. So um, I hope you like the interview. Marlene, how are you doing today? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Tell us a little bit about the band's name, Solar Darling. It's uh, also the name of Anna's first solo album, if I'm correct. Yes, it is. And uh, actually, back then, when, when Anna did her album, we already thought this would be a cool band name. 
So when we uh, discussed the name for a new band, it came up and it went on the list and it just felt right. It was kind of a gut feeling thing. Uh-huh. And when we talked about it, we figured it actually fits because, you know, we're, we're kind of letting this create creativity that was there for uh, many years but wasn't really fully explored. We're letting that out of the cellar and it, it represents the two sides of our music where cellar is kind of the the dark and heavy side and darling stands for melody and and the brighter oh. and perhaps lighter side yeah oh that's nice that's cool so um the most important subject that i wanted to talk to you about is uh storytelling all mm-hmm. of your promotion um seem to focus around the storytelling of the album right now So uh, tell me a little more about that. Um, what kind of stories do uh, have an important role in in the album in This Is The Sound? Okay, well, uh, Anna's stories do, kind of. Um, this whole thing really developed quite naturally. Uh, Anna wrote all the, the lyrics to, uh, mm-hmm. okay. to say that first, maybe. And uh, on her solo album, she she took more of a singer-songwriter kind of approach and mm-hmm. talked about feelings, etc. And on this one, she kind of connected with uh, with her inner creativity, so to speak. Uh, she compares it to a child, you know, when you have this ability to go off in your world and yeah. and make up stories and really dive into them. And she kind of rediscovered this during the album process. Mm-hmm. And with being able to tapping into this, she made each song kind of a story in itself. And we thought this is actually pretty cool. So we, we developed that further while completing the album. Yeah, that's uh, really cool. Are there mm-hmm. also like um, tales or legends or like folk tales or legends mm-hmm. that you have picked up from... I don't know, Swiss culture? Not really, no. We kind of thought about this for a moment, but quite deliberately, um, everything that's, that's on the album is 100% Anna. She made all of it up. So these are her stories, so to mm-hmm. speak. Okay. But I think they do have that character. So when talking about it, we, we kind of thought of it as being true to the folk tale spirit. Yeah but kind of adding to it rather than than sticking with the traditional things that we use, which is what we used to do in our previous band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you as the drummer, do you um, try to study the subjects uh, on the lyrics or, or the, the topics that um, are going on in the song before you start uh, writing your drum parts or Does it like influence you all the the themes and the subjects that are going on in the in the music for your part? Not directly, actually. Both as a drummer and as a as a music fan and, and listener, to me, music is more of a. It's a I don't know how to say like a feeling mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like I, I'm my drumming is for those who've seen me play the drums is known as a quite energetic. Yeah, and that kind of represents how I how I think of music. So I don't really want to know 
what exactly the song is about. The, the music and the lyrics combine to something that uh, that is more of a feeling for me, and I try to work with that as an artist, if that makes any sense. And that's important to us too, actually. Like we have these stories, but we want the fans to be able to really make the songs their own. You know, maybe a phrase or maybe the whole story or maybe a melody really connects with you and makes it a personal thing and we wouldn't want to stand in the way of that at all because that's how we experience music as well. Yeah, wow, cool, that's perfect. Are there, were there any um, challenges throughout the, <laughs> throughout the, um, the songwriting process? You guys had like, um, or were kind of fast in the, with, with composing, I think. Were there any right. difficulties? Well, it was, it's kind of, a, there's kind of two sides to it. Um, in one way, the whole thing was a giant challenge. Because uh, it felt like we found ourselves almost exactly one year ago, we came back from tour with Elevating, and we stood in front of absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. No music, no money, no, no touring, no record label. So really not, no, nothing at all. Yeah. And then on the other hand... Um, From literally the second we started playing together, the creative side just flowed and it didn't stop. I think in the very first rehearsal we ever had, we moved into a new room, started playing, and we wrote what became the song Rebels mm -hmm. uh, on that very first day. And on the creative side, whenever the three of us came together, it just worked. So that's a really positive thing that that we had there. Absolutely. Um, that's amazing. I think that must be a great feeling to also know you can rely on that. On Absolutely, yes. Cool. So, um, this is kind of a short interview. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm going to ask you already if there is anything you want to recommend. Are you watching a, a, a series or reading any book or um, playing any games that you would want to uh, us to know that about it? Okay, game series or books? Well, movies, anything. I'm I'm staying away from games because I can't find the time. I'm trying to watch less TV shows, but I am trying to read more. So right now I am uh, reading a three-volume biography of Theodore Roosevelt, mm -hmm. and he's my new idol. So read that. Wow. Uh, I, I I I like to pick people that I find inspiring and then kind of take away something, and that's my current obsession yeah If cool you want the recommendation great uh do you know the author of the biography uh i am terrible at remembering things but i actually have it lying here if you want me to quickly check that'd be great he is called edmund morris cool great so i'm gonna make sure to uh, link that on the article Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And I also just read your review, by the way, and that is an awesome review. So thank you very much for that. Oh, yeah, it just went online right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went quickly to check your website and I saw the review. And cool, that's, cool. that's really cool. It's one of my favorites. Yay, maybe, maybe, maybe I will check them out. Of course I will. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, do that. And I also uh, look forward to seeing them play live. 
I'm actually thinking of a date already in October, I think. They're playing with Delane here uh, or near here in Bochum. So I think I'm going to see them there. But yeah, the cool thing, um, the coolest thing of the interview, of course, because the interview in itself was really cool. But uh, Marilyn said that he liked um, a review about the, the album. That was really nice. And what I also uh, think is really interesting is the way he, um, he creates music, that he tries to find the, the flow, the mood, um, that he tries to get this specific feeling of the music and then um, plays his drums to it. Mm -hmm. That's very special, I think. I, I think we should talk to more musicians about um, how they do it, if they feel the same or if it is um, a special drummer thing or whatever. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that was, that was indeed something very cool. That also led me to think... Um, Do you know that 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 kids film uh, Disney film about the the Dalmatian doggies, the 101 Dalmatians? Yes. Yeah. So um, I I don't remember. I I watched this in Spanish when I was little, of course. So I mm -hmm. I remember the 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 guy, the pianist, the uh, dog owner. Yes. He says mm -hmm. at some point that he first composes the melody and then the lyrics. So it's like um, uh, that's that's what I what I what I ask myself at times too because of course well you can compose first the melody and then and then the lyrics but they still have to go together the the, the feeling has to go together right yes and sometimes you want to transport a specific message and so you have to have a topic in mind at least while composing exactly so when I asked Merlin that and he said that he doesn't really. <laughs> think about that at all and that he just mm -hmm. composes his music and also with the band they do like the the music and the lyrics but it's still always open for the interpretation of the listener and of his fans I found that really interesting and also very nice because whatever they may sing about or whatever they may write about you can still adapt it to your own life mm -hmm. and there is a very um, very funny situation with Twisted Sister The singer was uh, at the court because Tipa Gore, I think she was the wife of a politician, mm -hmm. um, she said that in one of his songs he, uh, he tries to make people kill each other or some, something. Um, but he says that uh, for him mm -hmm. the song is about the throat operation of one of his bandmates. Uh, and then he says, um, you Of course, you can find um, these murder thoughts if you look for them, but you can also find the hints towards this throat operation if you look for them. So that yeah. is up to you how you inter interpret how you yeah. interpret the the um, lyrics and the music itself. Yeah, that's true. That's what I I learned some day in school, I think. That art is supposed to be there for the interpretation of the of the observer. Yep, that's that's the beauty of art. <laughs> ah, true. There's another really beautiful piece of art created by my beloved Anneke van Geersbergen. 
<laughs> Are you talking about fewer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Um, uh, they still have only one song on Spotify, but if you go to YouTube, there is another good quality upload of um, a song. I think it's called Fargo, um, which they played at Tusca and somebody filmed that uh, their gig at Tusca and this song is one of them. And that's, this also is a Führer song. What's the name again of the song? Uh, Santiago. Okay. Oh, yeah, because the songs are named after cities. Yes. And after specific events in the cities. I think London is about the The great um, Brand. Fire? <laughs> yes. um, a great fire. <laughs> the great fire of London, yeah. Yes, and Steffi told me that it's from the, uh, from the point of view of the fire. Cool. Obviously that fits because Anneke is fire, so of course she can think like fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's pretty obvious. And that's one thing I asked in the interview. Um, what fire means to her. Yeah, let's listen to that. You are here with your new project, Wur. Mm -hmm. How is it to perform with the new band? It's great. Actually, uh, we have been performing, of course, with the Gentle Storm, and uh, most of the band is intact. And because of this Gentle Storm project and the band and the live shows, I was so... Um, how do you say, inspired mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to continue with uh, metal uh, and to make a metal album. Because mm -hmm. Arjen and I, we said after Jen Storm, let's uh, go our separate ways and do a solo album. And uh, we might come back together at one point, you know, do something with Jen Storm. But then, and I said, yeah, because I want to, because I want to make like a, a full-blown metal album mm -hmm. with these guys. Because in the past, I didn't have people around me who could, who could, do that you know and uh, this band was crazy good so so we made an album and we we did you know we made a band name so it's a thing and um, and uh, it be, it turned out way better than I expected mm -hmm. you know songwriting and recording and we did our first live show just um, a few weeks ago and yeah everything is looking good yeah yeah Cool. Um, and um, Marcella Bovio was part of the band. Um, why did she leave? Um, well, you know, she was in the Gentle Storm as well, right? Mm -hmm. So we figured we could continue like this, just to just to make this transition from Gentle Storm to Vuur. But somehow things changed a little bit. Um, I don't know, Vuur became more of a band than a project. Mm -hmm. And then I became more... Um, the like of course now more songwriter decider uh, a front woman everything and marcella actually on her own she's also a front front woman mm -hmm. and um at you know when we were recording and she felt more and more like like there was a difference between now and gentle storm period um and she said maybe it's not such a good position for me to not be up front mm -hmm. in a band because she's used to she has her solo project she has she used to have um, a stream of passion and uh, uh, maybe she felt I think she felt a little bit too much in the background mm -hmm. 
And so I totally understand uh, because I am also I want to be in the front as well <laughs> in my own band and um, I I think she had uh, I think she's better off working on a solo project mm-hmm. where she has also creative freedom uh, because now for her I was writing everything and I was making all the decisions and she has a mind of her own and she you know but she's she's great she, we miss her very much in the mm-hmm. band as a person and as a singer but I totally agree and understand her because uh, now she has all the freedom to work on her and she's singing with Maya Mm-hmm. So that's great. And she has her solo projects, which are going great. Yes. And she's working on a new album, which is going to be beautiful. <laughs> so we will support her in any way. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, what um, what does fire, the element fire, mean to you? Because I think your band name means fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true, true. Actually, I, it's my favorite element. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, and if you say it in English, it's a great word, but there's al- already band names like earth wind and fire and whatever mm. and because nowadays you google right if you want a band name you have to google it and and uh, I, and then i thought why not just name it you know in the dutch way name it fear mm. also because it sounds good mm. and also because people will raise an eyebrow like okay what does that mean and what it's all about yeah. so that just to, to attract some attention i just named it like i made up a dutch name And uh, and fire, you know, it's the music is fiery, it's mm-hmm. metal, it's heavy, it's energetic, and it just fits the bill. That's it. There is a cool interview that was very short, but very informative about the the name of the band. It's actually really cool, you know, with a double U and stuff. It's it's a very cool name to to take the Dutch word for fire for the band. Yes, and um, as she says, um, it makes people interested in, in the meaning and in the band itself. That's true. When she was saying it, it um, yeah, it makes people interested in, and I was in my first thought with, yes, in how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> people don't know how to pronounce it. It's, yeah, it's really cool. It was. I was uh, also very sad that Marcella left the band, the project. Mm. But but her um, her explanation is very logic. So it's perfect. I can understand totally. both of them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, she's very right. Annek is very really right in uh, that Marcella deserves to be front and center. She also has a wonderful voice, so uh, she does deserve her own band, her own project, and to be the, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the center of attention of another. The leader, yes. <clears throat> yeah. And um, it doesn't sound as if they were, they had a fight or something. I think it was just a conscious decision and they, they parted in a friendly way. Yes, exactly. That's how it sounded to me. Yeah, I had that feeling too, which means that they will probably um, go back to working together someday for something else. Yes, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> oh, and this has been another very entertaining um, episode of the Metal and High Heels podcast. If you're listening to this now, tweet with hashtag MHPodcast7. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yes, thank you.
Um, you can find, oh, I don't know what I have to say now. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, subscribe to the Metal and High Heels podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. It comes out twice a month on Tuesdays. And as I said in the beginning, you can find the show notes with links and comments to this episode at metal-and-highheel.com slash podcast six. Seven. Right? Podcast seven. <laughs> seven. Ah. Okay. Yeah, because um, this is the seventh episode. Metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast seven. Seven. That's right. With the number seven. And as always, big thanks. Big. Little. As always, big thanks to Cassandra Novell and Mercy Isle for our awesome jingle that's based on their song Storm. Storm by Mercy Isle. Check that out. That's our jingle. And thanks for Exit Eden for this amazing opening. Yeah, and don't forget to tune in next time for the full interview with Exit Eden. See you then. Bye-bye.